Yes, we do. Every single Saturday on these airwaves. My name is Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk 107.3 FM, 1480 AM. This is Citizen Watch. That's for you, Marilyn. Every single Saturday when we come together on these airwaves. Today is Saturday, December 21st, 2019. Only one more Saturday together in this year. Hopefully it'll be original if we don't get too tired. Uh, Christmas is next Wednesday. Merry Christmas to all of my listeners out there. Couldn't do this without you, as you know. Uh, because I have to do everything myself, which is what I'm doing now, getting ready for the end of the segment. I want to thank my guests that we had, excuse me, last week, last couple of weeks, Scott McBride and Michael Wren, senior planner and the uh, actual head dude, Scott McBride, development services director, came to us from Atwater, so happy to have him. From Atwater, a lot of a lot of good things have happened over here at the city of Merced since Scott has come and going on. He saw the new sign on the Tioga. Kind of reminded me, you know, it used to say Hotel Tioga. I don't know if uh, folks probably remember the movie about the uh, genesis of Facebook, how that all came to be. Zuckerberg, the Winkle Wass twins, Winkle Doss, Wass, whatever twins, those guys. Anyway, uh, they were going to call it the Facebook. And I believe the originator of Napster which was one of the first uh, file-sharing platforms for music, MP3. I mentioned that to some people this week. They're like, Napster? What's Napster? Anyway, it was a file-sharing uh, platform. Anyway, the owner of, or the developer of Napster said, hey, drop the the. Just call it Facebook. And they did. And, of course, now we all know it as Facebook. And so when I saw the the on the Tioga, I, I don't know why I thought of that movie about Facebook, but uh, hopefully it will become a landmark, the Tioga. And I, I really wish them the best of luck. I can't wait to see some of the mock-ups of the apartments reading some of the articles earlier in the, the old shoe uh, indicated they have, I guess, a uh, sample of what they're offering. Of course, in the 8 o'clock hour, we talked about uh, MID, Sigma Sustainable Groundwater Management Act. We're going to start talking a lot more about that after the first of the year because that's when it goes into implementation. Bottom line... Uh, in a nutshell, a lot of land's going to be fallowed. A lot of people that are farming now are not not going to be able to draft. I mean, it's going to be like the old uh, dry farming in the Midwest. You're dependent upon the rain, and as you know, we don't get a lot of rain. We're in the desert, folks. Biggest experiment, biggest, most successful experiment in mankind is this garden we've created here in the Central Valley that feeds the world. It's under attack. It's under attack by unelected bodies by regulation that doesn't look at science, makes up their own science, makes up their own rules as they go. It's really, really, really going to get dicey here. And the groundwater is the next uh, battleground, something below our feet. We also talked about the refuse rates. As you know, enterprise funds, water, sewer, trash, they're supposed to pay for themselves. I have a big problem about paying for social programs, these Jobs for Life programs to facilitate career readiness for struggling residents. I don't see where that should be part of our commercial trash rates, residential trash rates, commercial water rates, residential water rates, you name it, sewer rates. I don't think, I mean, if you want to talk about sewage and the sewer rates, uh, paying for the sewage that's left on our streets, well, I could see you raising those because there's a lot of uh, 
Well, as Ken Elwin likes to say, it's not a city council meeting unless Ken Elwin says feces once or twice when giving a staff report because that's what we see around the city of Merced. And yet we're being asked, and when I say we, because you know what happened? Businesses pass along the cost of business. I hate to tell you that. You know, for you folks that sell maybe uh, commodities out there that uh, maybe are a little insulated, I don't know. Maybe maybe you're not out there in the uh, you know the the daily you know the punch in the bag or you know got a got a hot commodity have to be very competitively priced you know maybe different carrier I don't know I don't know but uh, it's tough you know they had a deal on the news I talked about it a couple of weeks ago these independent gas stations you know why is gas a dollar dollar twenty more a gallon in California than it is in other states not only because of the different refining requirements we have at the cost of doing business and the station owner said look you have the 15 minimum wage the 20 the living wage the whatever it is i've got to pass that along we have all the reporting requirements the leak if it doesn't leak did it leak will it leak i have to pay for that the latest technology that california and only california requires he has to pay for that and it gets passed along to you and I, the consumer, we're all consumers. Even the business owners are consumers. And to justify these jobs for life, whatever you want to call it, these social programs, well, I, I don't agree with it. Restore Merced is a program we've had, I think this was in the second or third year, there was supposed to be treble contributions from the uh, business community. And, uh, that means, you know, two or three times what the city ponies up. So far, it's been $60,000. Now they want to make it, you know, three, four, five bucks a month on the refuge rates, the commercial rates, $250,000 a year for the next five years per year for a private entity to bid on picking up trash. Well, why aren't we giving these jobs to the city workers, the ones we already have? You know, they've been decimated, cut back 10, 15, 25%. Look up where decimation comes from, that term. From the Roman Empire, when they had a problem with the troops, they'd uh, cordon them off into lots of ten, and those ten would have to pick one that wouldn't be with them much longer to teach the others a lesson, decimate. One of ten. Our city services, our city employees have been decimated. It's not fun. And now we're going to give a quarter of a million dollars to a private entity, a private organization, to do the jobs of city workers, to take the pensions away from city workers? I don't think so. I don't think that's, I don't care how quick they could pick. If that's the argument, then let's privatize the whole trash collection system. Come on, you guys are big privatization guys. We've already done that with the landscaping. How's that worked out? How has that worked out? Everybody's real happy about the landscape. Well, maybe now we've got a new vendor, but boy, before, whoo-hoo. So privatization of things that the city should be doing, I'm not so sure about. I'm not so sure about. And why we have to spend public refuse rates to, what is it here now? Facilitate career readiness for struggling residents. They offer paid Jobs to teams of workers who do cleanups in problem areas around town. Well, that's the city of Merced, isn't it? 
Isn't that the whole city? Isn't the whole city a problem area? Over here at the Hofmeister Center, close to the studio where we had our Christmas party for our CASA youth, one of our secretaries told me she was walking by the other day and a guy was shooting up intravenous drug use for those of you that wonder what shooting up means. Right there on the sidewalk, they've got the little cardboard hovel staked out against the wall. Guys just open daylight shooting up whatever. I don't know. Maybe he was diabetic. I'm going to give him the uh, benefit of the doubt. But uh, do we need to see that? Does that need to happen on our streets? So when we talk about problem areas in town that need to be cleaned up, my friends, it's more than a couple of gum wrappers. You know, it's more than a Milky Way bar wrapper in the wind there. The city's contract can only be used for litter services, not life improvement programs. So again, the idea is to give these people jobs so they learn how to function, how to show up for work. Well, what about the guys that are picking up the litter now? What about the street sweepers? What about the city sanitation workers now that are showing up for work, that know how to wake up? get ready for work, show up, do a job. What about those people? What about those people? Said Doug Flesh, co-owner of Fletch and Busby Insurance, if we are going to raise rates, which is what we have to do, I don't see we're adding 4 5 or $6 a month to pay for a third-party litter abatement as being a breaking point for businesses. We're going to end up doing it anyway. We might as well stretch it and have it done right. When a citizen sees a refuge truck, they say, ooh, the city is doing its job. But when they see a third party or a nonprofit or something like that, they say, ooh, the citizens are contributing. And it helps foster the theory that it takes more than the city to be the fire in our town. It takes the public. Councilman Matt Serrato said the new litter abatement strategy would be another step in the fight to reduce the amount of trash people can see in Merced. Councilman Serrato says over the last three years, the city and this council has recognized there's a trash issue in this city. Just think of all the things we've done in those three years alone. Adding more employees to public works. Back in the 2017-18 budget, the refuge response team, the Highway 59, Yosemite drop-off site, that's otherwise known as the bulky item drop-off site. The substandard property initiative, this is where they go after the homes, the blighted properties, the burnt out, the shells of properties. All of the youth council cleanups, which they do many, and the Helping Merced walks with all of their cleanups. This is another non-profit organization, a private, or I don't even know they're a non-profit. They're a private group of citizens different from Restore Merced. They go around uh, primarily along the creeks and waterways, picking up the trash, the feces, the needles, the paraphernalia left by the vagrants, the homeless, the chronically drunk, the drug users, in our community that refuse to get help. We clean those things up, private individuals, as well as the city. And not to mention public works. Matt doesn't want to forget public works because they are at the front line. 
all the millions of pounds of trash they pick up all every year. I thought about this long and hard, and I think there is a need. Well, yeah, there's a need. Nobody disagrees there's a need. To see all the illegal dumping, that was the reason for the bulky item trash drop-off place up there at Boulders Unlimited. The apartment owners, uh, residents that lived in the apartments there along Loughborough, a lot of the places in Merced, they just leave things in the alleys. We were picking up 20 tons of trash a month. I think we still are. I don't know how much the bulky item drop-off has helped. You still got to load it up and get it there. My point about that thing was the location of it is, heck, drive another two miles to the north, and you're at the dump. Instead, we're going to dump it and then use it. But the, the purpose of that facility was a couple of a couple of items. They wanted to change oil in some of the smaller vehicles. They didn't have room at the corporation yard because we need a new public works yard. You know, if we're going to raise money for things, why aren't we raising money for a new public works yard? Instead, we got them sandwiched over there like sardines in a can. Can't even change the oil in some of the smaller vehicles, so that's why we bought this Boulders Unlimited facility and then to dry out the leaves that we collect in the winter. I loved when Ken Elwin said, rotting leaves will not smell. Anyway, that was the whole purpose of this bulky item storage facility. You know, we had some land. Hey, let's use it. We can't make Yosemite and 59 what it should be up there, like a real intersection, but we can get close. So the council spent, I don't know, million, two million on that, let alone uh, what it takes to uh, staff it, keep it going, the utilities, keep the light on, keep the people from breaking in and stealing things. Of course there's a need, Matt. Councilman Serrato, of course there's a need. Of course there's a need. But what about enforcement? What about going after these people that let the trash build up, that don't take care of the debris that piles up, of the blight on their property. What about, what about that? Fencing off areas where trash can't be dumped. What about doing that? But no, we're going to add four or five. What Doug said, hey, five, six, seven. I don't, you know, no big deal. It's not the breaking point for me, not for his business. For the record, in the past year, the city's refuse team, consisting of 40 employees doing 27 daily routes, has picked up 168, that's a big number, million, 288,000 pounds of trash, swept and collected leaves on more than 15,000 streets, maintained more than 45,000 trees, responded to 391 reports of illegal dumping and 17 dumping, and 1,741 work orders for alley cleanups, and assisted the police start team in 35 large-scale cleanups, including in and around homeless camps. And if you've seen some of those cleanups, my word. Now, that sounds like a Mayor Murphy uh, State of the Union speech, but it's not. State of the city, rather. He always quotes a lot of statistics. I don't think you're going to hear... I don't think you're going to hear these statistics. These aren't good. You know, 168 million pounds of trash. That's That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. And, and some of the uh, encampments, and there's still areas around this town that really need attention. We've tried to do that with uh, new ordinances on park hours. Boy, that meant a lot of, that meant, met a lot of opposition among certain folks in the community. The same people, the same family, coincidentally, that runs 
Restore Merced, the jobs program, the jobs program that is publicly financed. Some family members thought that we should have a FEMA-style camp, specifically Candace Adam Medifin believed. Uh, she sits on the Continuum of Care Board of Directors. This is the housing, homeless uh, housing initiative, uh, homeless folks. I guess housing is now the big initiative, housing first. She sits on the board and said recently at a council meeting, separate from this program, Restore Merced, she said that we need a FEMA-style camp here in Merced, somewhere within the city limits on city land. I was talking to a former council person that sat on the Continuum of Care Board, and he says, you know, the city has some land out there in North Merced going to the university they could use. Oh, I'd love to see that. Let's put a FEMA camp out there on the way to UC Merced. The gateway to Mer <laughs> the gateway to Merced. Let's let's uh, let's do that. I think we've we've really lost our direction when we start putting money in our monthly trash bills for social programs. The social engineering should be left to the private sector, to the faith based. The little bit of monies that we do dole out from our government to these NGOs, well, there's a little bit of money there, but to put a, a fee for the next five years on every commercial customer, business basically, for every business in this town, how is that business friendly? How is that business friendly? And to say, well, you know, we're comparative with the surrounding areas, well, we need to be better than the surrounding areas. And with all of these programs, with all of these people, with all of these private entities, the city still has trash all over it. And I really think the enforcement, some of these illegal dumping, some of the things we see go on, they need to be looked at a little harder and not make the residents pay for it again and again and again and again. Because I think once this fee is codified, once this fee is enacted, it will be very, very hard to take it back off. You know, I wanted to spend a little bit of time in the last uh, part of our time together talking about the shooting. Here in Merced County, again, these are happening way too close to home. In the last two cases uh, in home, Sergeant Landrum, as you remember, was shot uh, just a few months ago in Das Palace trying to... Uh, Respond to a domestic violence report. Follow up on a domestic violence 1110, a report. This week, uh, there was a call of some suspicious activity out in Livingston. Uh, it turned out it was a grow house, 5,100 plants, which is another concern of the sheriff, Sir, Sheriff Warnke. We've had him on these airwaves very recently, as a matter of fact. If you ever want to listen to any of those old shows, all you have to do is go to 1480kyos.com. Click on the Citizen Watch banner and you will find them there. And Sheriff Warnke had a great interview a few months ago. Talked about the problems with these illegal grows. It's like Groundhog Day. They go to the same ones over and over and over again. Well, uh, the crooks know where they are, too. And these two suspects, uh, 27. And uh, what was the other guy? I don't really say here. 
Javier Dagadillo Munoz, 27, and Paul Demarcus Glenn, both of Modesto. Glenn was the shooter. Doesn't really matter. They're both equally as guilty. Number of acts, uh, first-degree robbery, attempted murder of a police officer, assault with a firearm, conspiracy to commit a crime, intentional discharge of a firearm, possession of a stolen vehicle, possession of stolen property, Violation of probation, being a felon in probation of a, a possession of a firearm, rather. But it's just the latest in a series of incidents. I mean, it wasn't even a year ago in Newman, just outside of the county line, up there by Gustine on Merced Avenue of all streets. Renell Singh lost his life after stopping in to say hello to his wife and newborn son was murdered by a suspected drunk driver who turned out to be an illegal alien in this country illegally. Now, they call him undocumented immigrant. Illegal alien doing illegal things. Undocumented means you're not legal. You know what an undocumented driver is? An, an unlicensed driver. Illegal driving. Driving without a light. You can't do it. Now, coming into this country, Vern has made it very clear, we are not going after you for just that reason in of itself, even though it is violation of the law. But if you come in this country illegally and continue to violate the law, to try to kill our law enforcement officers and then flee with the help of family members and others, well, then we are going to do something, and Sheriff Warnke is going to bring down the full power of his organization to find you and bring you to justice. Because our law enforcement officers are not targets in any way. And these folks that don't want our sheriff or any law enforcement agency, police, you name it, to cooperate with the feds, well, this is what happens. The criminals believe they can go with impunity out there, throw shots at a police officer, and have no consequences. And this is wrong. And this UC professor, uh, Goulash, Goulash, I'm not saying I'm saying her name right. I don't know what it takes. How many incidents does it take for you to realize that when people are doing bad things, no matter what their immigration status, they need to be removed. They need to be taken care of. And if they're in this country illegally, after they serve their time, they need to be dealt with. It just, it just boggles the mind. The, the sheriff has had it. I think the people have had it with the sanctuary laws, the sanctuary state. We have incident after incident after incident. Same way with Deputy Landrum, sheriff's sergeant. Again, has statewide manhunt. Guy was trying to head for the border, help of family members. There's no respect for law enforcement among people that commit crime. If there was, they wouldn't be committing crime in the first place. We're very tolerant. The sheriff is very lenient. But when it comes to assaults, deadly or otherwise, on our law enforcement, that is not going to be tolerated. And the cooperation with the federal authorities needs to happen. It's, it's imperative. It's critical is they have the ability to deal with these folks that we don't. We don't even have the facilities. Can't even get a jail built in this county 
solar panels at the county building were more uh, more important than building a new facility at Sandy Mush, but I guess we've resolved that problem. Hopefully. Folks, we're out of the bonus half hour of Citizen Watch, the 21st of December, right before Christmas. So happy to have you, each and every one of you as my listeners, wishing all of you a merry, merry Christmas. Family and friends, remember that's what it's all about, not the material things. It's about your loved ones while we're all still together. Thanks for listening to me, Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Citizen Watch, Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. We'll see you next week.